now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host has a black belt. Who could it be? Who is it? The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Morning, 738 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Joining me, we have Chip Simmons, the Scambia County Sheriff. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, um, apparently, the mandatory equipment when you go to play bingo is uh, to take your daubers and your bag and your concealed carry weapon just in case. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the sign says. Shoes, <laughs> shirt, no, I'm not sure what, what that is. But. So, t- t- okay, tell me what happened in this case. This is at uh, Bingo Paradise. And, uh, well, the way I understand it, the guy was shooting outside and somehow or other winds up being detained by two citizens with concealed carry. You tell me what happened. Well, yeah, we had a 38 year old David Lee Wilkerson uh, who we ended up charging. Uh, he was outside of that uh, Bingo Paradise and uh, acting a little strangely and a couple women walked in he hit one of them with a the butt of the gun uh what we call pistol whipped um one individual then they went inside he fired the gun into the uh bingo paradise and at them and then ultimately two individuals that um had a carrying concealed weapon held him at gunpoint uh outside detained him so in the end the end result is a alleged criminal is in custody so that's the good news that is the good news but I have questions. Sure, you okay. always have. Because <laughs> listen, I, I have a concealed <laughs> really carry, and I want to. I want to make sure that people who have concealed carries or who think about these things, I want them to know the law, and I want them to not get in trouble, and I want them to know what they're allowed to do. Um, in this case, if a person and he was at the time not in possession of the gun and not threatening anybody when they detained him, right? That's my understanding. Okay, so are they allowed to have a gun drawn on him at that time? If you're if you're asking me, um, my opinion on two individuals who have carrying concealed permits using those guns to detain an individual that they think is a danger, they reasonably think is a danger. I I dig it. Okay, and I knew you would, and I I do too. Um, but that was my concern is, yeah, you know, like for example, if he tries to run away, they obviously can't shoot him. Right. Then he would no longer be a danger to them or someone else. But they, they weren't But, aware. I mean, even at that time, like if they say to him, stay there, the sheriff's coming, and they got guns on him, and he's like, you can't shoot me. I'm running away. If, they, if he runs away, they can't do anything other than maybe tackle him, right? Well, that's typically correct. It depends on, uh, again, is it reasonable to think that he may turn around? Now, it depends on if he has a gun and he faces away it, from absolutely them. Absolutely, sure. He turn around with a gun. But at that point, my understanding was that, yes, he didn't have the gun, but they didn't know that. They okay. were aware that he had already discarded the gun. They had reason to believe that he still had the gun on his person. Okay. So they did what I probably would do. I would detain him with, with my own version of a, of a firearm. Okay. So in that scenario, having heard the shots, believing they have a guy who might still be armed and therefore might still constitute a danger to them or to other people, their reasonable level of danger, concern, and uncertainty 
justifies them holding him at gunpoint in what is this kind of a makeshift citizen's arrest, but the gun is, is the key issue. Yeah, again, I think that the fact that he, uh, the knowledge that he had hit someone with a gun, that mm-hmm. he had fired into the store, uh, is certainly a head start into your belief that he may be a danger. Okay, fair enough. And and that's what I want to know, because, I, you know, again, just I, I want my hope, because I think most people are not all that clear on these laws and these rules, and I want people to be crystal clear so that they don't do something stupid. And get themselves in a the bind. That's exactly. Right. I, I don't want somebody in a situation Situation, I, I want them to be able to remember, like, they're about to do something dumb. Wait, Sheriff said this. <laughs> you know, I want them to be clear. Well, and, and we've said it. How many times have I said the word reasonable? Yep. We talk about, is it reasonable to believe that that this person's armed and or a danger or a threat to you or someone else? And that's the same standard that we go by at, at, this, at in law enforcement. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I know this is not here, but just because it's kind of related there was a case in uh, texas where a guy there was a a, a, a um uh, like a fast food place being robbed and the guy had a gun and he goes around and he takes money from all the patrons well when he finishes with patron three let's say that guy pulls out his gun shoots the robber dead the gun turns out to be fake something you can't really know in the circumstance right. unless you know i mean you typically can't tell the difference because fakes are good and you know maybe it was an airsoft or something i don't unless know there's all kinds of possibilities water, you probably don't know right, right. um and then he gave all the money back to everybody else, and then he left, which apparently locally wasn't illegal, but they looked for him for questioning to find. And they're looking at charges for him, and I thought, charges for him? He's defending himself. He's defending other people. The only thing he could have even remotely have done wrong is maybe leaving without talking to law enforcement at the time. But that, based on just what I've told you, that's certainly within the realm of reasonable use of self-defense and deadly force, right? Yeah, if someone's robbing a store uh, or a bank or something like that, and you, and now now we don't we don't necessarily say hey go and do this. We don't encourage someone to do this. Sure. What we encourage people is to protect themselves or others. Be prepared. And, yeah, and to be to be prepared. So in this case, it looks like he uh, he did that in his own way, and then he he left. Now again, do we wish he would stick around? Obviously, he would stick around. We do have a need to commute to talk with him. Sure. So we'll go out there look for him and find him. Um, but I, I don't know that there's something, anything illegal about leaving at that at that time. Again, if we get there and we know you've done it and we instruct you to stay, you can't leave then. Right. You're, you're being detained at that point just so we can kind of get a clearer idea of what took place. Because we don't know if your version of what took place is actually what took place. You could actually be someone that's, that, that's wanted for a, for a serious crime. So we, we are there um, and we would detain you. However, um, if we get there and you're no longer present, then we will do what we can to find you. And in this case, they have video. You know, you can see inside oh, yeah. the store, so you can yeah. see very clearly what happened. Hey, just on this last thing before we get traffic from Candy, um, I was thinking about this the other day. If you do wind up as a citizen with a concealed carry in a situation where police are responding, what? how do you want me to tell you that I'm a good guy? <laughs> I mean, because... Well, well, I, I would not have the gun visible. Okay. You know, I mean, I would do what you can to reconceal your weapon if you have an opportunity to do so. If if a cop gets on to you, then just obviously follow the instructions um, and then let them know as quickly as you can that I, I'm not the suspect. Yeah. I, you know, and I have a concealed carry. Yeah. It's much the same as, as, as we would ask people to do that um, at a traffic stop. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about like this case where they had him at the bingo parlor. You know, you drive up on a situation. The guy with the gun, you presume, is the danger. 
But when the guy, the guy with the gun is the good guy, you know, right. <laughs> that's hard to thing to, to get communicated in uh, exigent circumstance. We're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons. We'll be back to him in just a second. Let's get traffic on the fives with Candy. All right. Uh, watching an accident. Dog track and Fairpine Drive. Now, it's not showing a roadblock, but it is slow. So watch for emergency vehicles on scene. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Sheriff Simmons. Uh, you guys had a kind of an unusual arrest this week uh, with uh, Marcus Flintroy on Nine mile, right? Well, I mean, I, I will tell you that something like that happens probably on a weekly basis, but we, it doesn't happen in a at a gas station. Yeah, we had information that Flint Roy uh, was responsible for some shootings in, in some neighborhoods, and he was a you know a, a, a bad guy. He had been out of prison for about a year, um, doing like nine or ten years. He had twenty felony charges, I think nine felony convictions, and all this stuff. We knew who we were dealing with. The decision was made uh, based on some some verifiable intelligence. Uh, that he had weapons in his car and that he was this convicted felon uh, was to make a traffic stop and typically we try to do that in a safer location as we possibly can with as much manpower as we can and stopped Um, at a gas station usually you would think that's a right well i mean we he pulled into a gas the gas pump yeah um facing one way and then another car pulled in front of him we're thinking hey okay well he's gonna get behind him and he's he's stuck uh, we didn't realize that the guy he was, that was pulled up in front of him was getting out and getting to his car. Now, two cars parked at a gas pump, neither one of them pumping gas. And, and <laughs> you know, what are they doing? What are they doing? Anyway, so we make a decision with the assistance of, uh, of the state police, the FHP. Um, they pull in behind us in a marked cruiser car, behind him, in a marked cruiser car, and uh, tries to, that we try to pin him in. In the meantime, we have two or three unmarked cars in the area. And again, we know this guy is, is, is armed. You know, when we know he's a convicted felon, we not we all this kind of stuff. So he sees us and tries to pull forward, rams one of our unmarked cars, one of our spare. We brought our spare unmarked car at the time. Um, and, and then he veers off to the right and hits another one of our unmarked cars, which will now probably be a spare. But, <laughs> but, and then we end up, but they do a good job, a good enough job of, of pinning him in there. Uh, he decides, like, like many would-be bad guys, that um, he's the only tough guy when he's the only one with a gun. Uh, in this situation, he was not. Um, he gets out and he runs behind the, the building, a brief chase. He's no track athlete. We catch him. <laughs> we, um, we put him in cuffs and walk him back, come to find out. We were right. He had, um, you know, this AR pistol mm-hmm. um, with with a thirty round loaded magazine, one chambered, and an extra thirty round magazine right in between the the, the seats of his of wow. his car. And additionally, he had a, a, a pistol with an extended magazine, again fully loaded, one in a chamber, and again an extra uh, magazine completely loaded. In addition to uh, you know a, quite a bit of fentanyl. Um, a fentanyl press. He's pressing these this fentanyl into pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a uh, obviously a dangerous situation. A, a what we consider to be a dangerous individual. And I, I just got to give credit to our guys. I mean, they they knew this guy um, based on the intelligence uh, was armed, and they knew he was armed well, and and they still did what they what they had to do. Even though he's trying to you know ram cars and and all this sort of thing. And obviously a special thank you to the Highway Patrol for helping us uh, with that situation. And thank God he ran. I mean, because it could have been a lot worse. You know, a lot of horrible things could have happened in that situation. So thank goodness that's all he did was ram the cars and then run, you know, as opposed to get out those weapons, which, you know. Well, you know, and and here's the thing. Um, While while this is unique because it happened right there in the middle of the gas station and and there's a a video of it. Yeah. A lot of people saw it. There's some comments on online. Um, But this stuff happens uh, quite a bit. Our guys are out there. 
our narcotics guys, our gun crimes guys, our patrol guys, we're out there stopping cars and people with guns um, all the time. They're, they're doing the work. You know, that's why when, when people say, oh, you know, what, what's the sheriff's office doing about this gun crime? We're doing stuff like this. And we're doing stuff like this every week. Just, what, two weeks ago, we I, I showed you 15 more guns that, that we seized yeah. and, and, and enough fentanyl to kill, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. They're out there doing the job, and, and they're they're acting brave every day. You uh, Speaking of gun violence, you guys have a round, another roundtable that's coming up, uh, what, a week from tomorrow, Brownsville? January 18th, uh, 530 uh, at Brownsville, yes. We're going to kind of, the, the, the roundtable makeup will be similar to what we had last time. And, you know, we, we floated some ideas, talked about some things, and, and we, were, we tasked ourselves with going over it. Uh, what we talked about and maybe coming up with some some continued um, you know conclusions and some um, some game plans um, I'll be bringing you know some statistics and I'll bring some you know where we are state of the state type thing and then we're going to ask okay where were we where we and what is what is the direction last thing I wanted to ask you about this is somebody actually called me and said can you ask Sheriff Simmons about this and I said well, yeah sure uh, is nine mile road recently you know not that recently, but fairly recently, has been completed, uh, and it's a road that you feel like you could drive a hundred on because of the way it's been built over by Navy Federal. Uh, yet the speed limit is like forty-five, and uh, the residents, uh, according to this person, he says, uh, people are frustrated because they feel like the forty-five is too low. You don't set that, but still, the forty-five is too low, and he feels like the uh, sheriffs are going after people aggressively for speeding in that area, and it's not really fair given the structure design of the road. Your comments? <laughs> no. It amuses me sometimes, and I, and I appreciate people calling with their opinions. I really do. We listen sure. to us. Um, typically, the complaint is, oh, my gosh, the speed limit is is uh, too high, and this is neighborhood, and this and that. In situations like that, we have, getting, we have received a number of complaints about people going too fast on that roadway. Mm-hmm. And so we were running radar there. We had uh, individuals running or deputies running radar uh, quite often. We were uh, running, running tickets for, for real speeders and or high speeders and then giving warnings for those who are lower lower threshold um i i don't know that i have a comment i mean i it, the speed limit is 45 and if you do 65 that's that's too fast if if it, just because i feel like the speed limit is too low doesn't mean i can i can go faster than that right i think that the best bet would be to petition whoever i don't even know who comes up with i'm assuming that the spark state uh, i'm assuming DOT, it's f dot yeah, yeah to, uh, takes care of this i would i'll petition them and I'm, I'm sure they don't just flip a coin to determine the speed i think that they probably use the width of the road how many cars yep. to set back all that kind of stuff i'm hoping that that's that they have a, a <laughs> right some sort of a of a they don't spin a, the speed limit wheel yeah. right exactly yeah i hope they, that they do that so i i while i understand um you know we have an obligation to, to to try to keep speed at a moderate pace and if the speed limit is 45 then then go no longer than 45, 50 at the most. And I think the my key takeaway from what you said is that there are some people who are going to be angry for speed being enforced, and there are also some people who are going to be angry that speeding isn't being enforced and people are speeding too much, and so your job is to enforce the law even though you don't set the speed limit, and that's that's the key. Uh, Chip Simmons, Sheriff of Scambia County, as always, sir, thank you for what you do to keep our, uh, our community safe from all the variety of dangers that we face. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. Y'all take care.